1997. The entire city is a walled maximum security prison. The bridges are mined. The rivers are patrolled. And the United States police force has everything under control. I'm going in. One man must go in where no man has ever gotten out. His nightmare has just begun. Heard you were dead. The greatest escape of them all is about to blow the future apart. Escape from New York. Fan, super podcast listeners back on the show. <laughs> Hello. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> he, not, I just not hearing uh, much of an answer for some reason, though, but uh, but that's uh, all right. Well, well, I mean, it's hard to talk to an audience that doesn't exist. Well, they exist, but they, they can't talk back. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, very true, very true. <laughs> Mr. Snake Plissken, why? Why Kurt Russell to play that role? Why such a cult favorite anti-hero? What separates him from the Charles Bronsons and Han Solo's of the world? <laughs> That's a tough one to say. Uh, but uh, I, I certainly found him a perfect choice for it. Uh, he just he just did so good with that part. Uh, just, yeah. It was great. Headlines. Uh, it's such a uh, badass. Just when yeah. he lights up that cigarette, and you know he means business. He's like, uh, we know as the audience is looking at him intently, he doesn't like anything that's being teased towards him. And he's like, yeah, this is too good to be true. You're gonna want me to do something I don't even remotely want to do. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been a tad bit taller, though. Yeah. Oh, that might have been a deliberate. Irony. There's no telling no, 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 no. drugs on. Part of it. 
no, that was that was just a good reoccurring theme. I thought. Uh, <laughs> You're quoting speed. Oh, I'm taller. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, what, what do you like about just how he just uses stealth? How it inspired the Solid Snake character in the Metal Gear Solid games? How it? Yeah, that was actually I thought a really uh, good tie-in too. And I, I, I remember when I first played that and stuff. I was like, this is. They make a video game based off of Escape. I didn't know that. I was loving it, but I didn't find out till years later that it was basically oh, that they tried was... to, but couldn't get the uh, licensing. Basically, it's so they said that's my understand it. That's what it was. Uh totally. It would have made a great game, and yet I thought they did make a. Didn't they make an arcade game of Escape New York? Probably did, but if they did, I never played it. <laughs> looking it up now there's a in dragon game <laughs> on game found <laughs> someone wants to form a campaign <laughs> make a plus game so there was an 80 1981 I, board game okay I, I i still think is the uh the especially the early metal gear games is all snake so to, oh, to me, yeah. it was, was kind of like a prequel to the to Escape movies. Like, oh, this is back when he was doing the military stuff before they uh, basically screwed him over. Oh, a thousand percent. Um, they've joked about a third movie for years, and obviously it's not happening. It seems like everyone, Hollywood, wants to press the remake button, and they can't think of a way to do it. Yeah, to, and make to it my under... To my understanding, uh, Ghost of Mars was supposed to be one. Uh, yeah, that's what's so weird. Is like a lot of people involved with it labeled it as that, even I though don't Carpenter quite see it. But uh... yeah, I think the Ice Cube character is supposed to technically be Snake, but they didn't have that in that budget. There's just like get get a rapper, get some other B movie actors, and <laughs> yeah, get, get this British guy who no one knows called Jason Statham. <laughs> do a lot of drugs get a metal bands to score and you'll either really like it or extremely hate it <laughs> depending on the crowd but yeah carpenter was still he's definitely still doing some heavy drugs <laughs> uh to my understanding he plays a, a fallout 76 as well really yeah i, I was reading that in some uh some interview with him i thought that was kind of funny that's yeah, it's crazy. A gamer, <laughs> uh, to a loose degree, apparently. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, the escape movies and uh, well, the first escape movie and uh, seems like LA is the <laughs> the darling to bash for most people. <laughs> and Big Trouble in Little China were probably my introduction to Carpenter movies. Did you read the comic? As far they, as I know, they team up together. No, no, I heard about it though, but no, uh, I've never read I it. I think you'll like it. It's kind of the best buddy comedy that never was. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, with Car they even got a Carpenter quote to go on the covers. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, I I'm with it. Those are totally in the same universe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he did so well in Snake, uh, as, as Snake, uh, and there's. There's scenes I didn't like about the sequel they did to that, but all in all, I really enjoyed the sequel. That's basically my biggest problem with that one was I really hate that surfing scene. <laughs> yeah, I never understood it much myself. It was like, so what did that do for the plot? Was that just Peter Fonda's idea? And you had 
Well, I think I think I would have been fine with it if they didn't do the super horrible CGI for that. What's funny is, I guess when I saw it, I was just so used to seeing every other 90s movie look dated. You could tell it was computer graphics, but yeah, when you look at it... Oh, now, that, that, that part just stuck out to me like a sore thumb, and I've <laughs> sat through a lot of shit movies with effects that I really enjoyed, even with the crappy effects. Mainly, I was just annoyed, I guess, by whatever sub he's on that he gets him to land that that always looks like a very bizarre like fred olin ray <laughs> yeah roger corman effect i was like that's kind of odd but uh, but I, I do love how they ended that one yeah, yeah. has a, has the device and sends the shutdown the world <laughs> yeah sends out the shutdown code as he lights up a, a spirit cigarette <laughs> absolutely that uh, was perfect all together i mean does it blow your mind that this is kind of considered a, one of the first cyberpunk movies as well? And it's hard to see at first, but then you see how James Cameron got the start. I can, yeah, I can kind of see that. I yeah, never, it's just kind I of the never really, never really viewed it as that way, but yeah. Me I neither. Uh, same thing as Alien. I would always see that label and was like, is it because of the shady corporation? Because all I'm seeing is a Mad Max looking, you know, <laughs> society. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a totally screwed up dystopian society, so... <laughs> Uh, uh but yeah it's doesn't percent <laughs> oh yeah it did it, it good I, I thought the way everything was presented there i, I thought it was really good i would have liked to see more but it's also possible that if there was more it would never have been as good as it was that's so, what i'm kind of getting now i'm, I'm noticing it's kind of, how... it's kind of a catch-22 there Oh, yeah. I see so many people, they'll go to town talking about sequels they want to see. And I'm like, guys, I, I, you're kind of killing the fandom here. Just chill. yeah. It's not, it, we want it to happen as bad as you, but I'm you know, no telling. Yeah, it's 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 something that could go really good. It's something that can't. But, but yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, always, I, I always enjoyed Russell as an action star. I, I thought he worked pretty well for oh, that. Oh, yeah, he earned it. Baron Square and I secretly always wanted more Tango and Cash hot day. Oh, yeah. Tango and Cash is probably my number one favorite buddy cop movie of ever. Oh, a thousand percent. And it's interesting how for R-rated movies, they were always easy to modify. You just had to omit a few F-bombs and one attack sequence in the first one. But for the most part, it's yeah. not too bloody. And Back when I was uh, back when I was younger, I only got to see the unedited versions. Usually, if uh, if they're rented and we watched it, or <laughs> just uh, close your also, eyes. <laughs> yeah. also got a few uh, uh, seen seen some uh, where I've had some relatives record some stuff from like HBO or Cinemax <laughs> and just watch it that way. But uh, so I remember watching them that way, and then uh, uh, watching the TV edits and. Some of those TV edits were just hilarious with the word choices they went with. Darn you! Yeah, looks like you flirped up, eh, partner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of other times where you see Kurt's mouth moving, but nothing's coming out, and you're like, "Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just, I know what he's saying." <laughs> yeah. Oh, just trying to think of what other wacky actors they could get because they got all kinds of people. You know, Donald Pleasance. And... <laughs> 
Lee Van Cleef, Stacey Keach, Michelle Forbes, and Pam Greer, and you're just like, who, who else could they possibly get to join this crazy world? <laughs> that, was, that was a great, great put together cast. <laughs> And also one of uh, Adriana uh, Barbo, yeah. Also one of uh, probably seemed to be hundreds of movies from the eighties that used the Mac Ten. Yeah, uh, heavy use of that particular machine gun. And for the longest time, I thought it was the only kind of Uzi, not to be a gun. Yeah, I, I, I actually kind of did too. And I would get it mixed up with all other kinds of mini Uzis, and then when you go to the internet movie firearm database just for morbid curiosity is like oh no not the same kind of gun and i'm like how do you guys tell the difference and it's like they know because they're out they're hunters you know, and they're looking at shots like that and you're like well yeah not really much of a gun for a hunting but uh... <laughs> oh yeah i was making this one shitty movie back in the day like just an independent movie and long story short Everybody was a prima donna. I didn't want to do the work. And I, uh, they, they would get make such a fuss about getting the gun parts right. I'm like, let's get the story right first before we give a shit about whether it was loaded in the last scene or all that shit. It's like, you want to make this born identity Sicario type movie, and you guys are just being your own I, worst. Enemy. I probably would have been there. I'm kind of I'm kind of a stickler for attention to details like that. For no, no, reason. details fine, but like they were worried about every other shot when they didn't even know which ones they were using. Like mm-hmm. it's like, why don't we get to the editing room first or shoot some other backup instead of constantly just back and forth and they just weren't listening to me. So <laughs> a bad ship. Never finished. Uh that's why I gave up independent film. But it uh, is interesting how it's just like so many people will just I mean, like you say, details are fine. It's just like I can understand people getting annoyed by a glass of water not being consistent or what have you. But like then when it gets to like whatever we got to get inside the can, uh, it's like we got, you know, we got to put something in here (laughs) that works. Yeah. (laughs) We'll return after these messages. Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy, easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J- no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous, I don't even know where to Anyways, be- uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? 
Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. Blindknowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.